And we're live. Hi, everyone. I'm checking. So I'm checking on my phone because it's easier for me to do uh, answering the chat. Yes. There you go. So it's working. We got four people in the chat. Hello. Let us know if you guys can Hi, hear us clearly. People. We'll give everyone a chance to hop on. Uh, but while we wait, uh, give everyone a chance to hop on. That was Hugo. <laughs> okay, the audio is working. I always do that too. <laughs> I always um, do that. But quick introduction in case you just came up and you don't know who we are. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Hugo. Sell quick, ship quick. Yeah. Part time resellers, full time hustlers. <laughs> I don't okay, like You guys better say that. I don't like that, I don't like that switch. <laughs> Becky, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, so I am Becky Park. My YouTube channel is Becky Park on Poshmark. And I, oh, sorry, I just turned on um, YouTube on my end too and like heard eight seconds behind. But um, I am a part-time reseller just like um, this wonderful duo here. And I sell primarily on Poshmark and I just started on eBay not too long ago. And Mercari and I have like a super love hate relationship, but um, yeah, that's me. So we know what your full time job is, but yes. do you want to tell everyone? Oh, yeah, what sure. So I am a high school choir teacher. So what that means for me right now is that I am at home, not with my kids, because we are in a state that does the shelter at home thing. So I've been home since like. I don't know, like mid-March or something. And uh, we just found out that we'll be, you know, doing this till April 30th. I have a feeling it's going to be like this till the end of the school year. So we'll see. So I'm trying to teach choir remotely, which, <laughs> so they just are getting recordings of me singing their voice parts and they're supposed to send me videos back of them singing, but it's not the same experience at all. But, you know, we just have to make do with what we can, so. Yeah, we actually, uh, LA, uh, Los Angeles School District just announced that school will not return for the rest of the That's academic crazy. year. That's crazy. So I'm assuming eventually all the other states are going to do the same thing. Yeah. I think Seattle already is. Yeah, I mean, everyone I know in, uh, around here in LA, they were like, oh, we're going to just close for two weeks. Then they're like, well, yeah. let's just say April 1st, maybe April 16th. Yeah. And now we're just like, yeah, we'll quit playing. We're just going to close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just keeps getting pushed back. So I just keep telling my kids, I'm like, don't plan anything. Like they're like, well, what if I'm like, <laughs> like, there's no point in having that conversation because this, you know, virus keeps throwing everyone for a loop. It, it, we can't, you know, it, there's no point in planning things. So it's hard. It's really stinky. How are your kids doing? How are your actual kids? Yeah. My, yeah. my biological children, I have two. Um, I have an almost three-year-old and a six-year-old. They are loving it. Like, I, You know, sometimes they'll be like, do you want to go to school? And they're like, no. And I'm like, cool, cool. And then here are like my husband and I, we are just like, oh my gosh. Like, and they both like talk a lot. Like they both have a lot to say. And only when I have like headphones in, cause I'm like trying to get work done. That's when they need to talk the most. Um, but it is, it's also like wonderful. Like, you know, my husband and I, we will always like look at each other and be like, we wouldn't be doing this together as a family if we didn't, you know, have to stay home with one another. So it's really good in that regard. But 
it is also hard because I feel like we had our own routines and everyone's routines kind of got shattered. But for the kids, that means more play time and, you know, more time to hang out with us. So they're really enjoying it. They're totally fine. So do you feel, because I know your husband teaches elementary school. Mm -hmm. um, and then I know we've talked with Denali and the struggle of homeschooling children. Do you, do you and your husband feel like it's easier for you to, to homeschool your kids that since you guys are both teachers? Yeah, you would think so. Um, <laughs> but like, I, again, teach choir, which is like, so different from math or reading or whatever. But it's, it's interesting, because I feel like the way that we teach is really different and complementary. So like, I'm very creative. So I'm like, Lucy, we're gonna create a carnival. And so the academic piece of it is like, you have to write out the rules and you have to like figure out how many tickets each person can, you know, and I, to me, I'm like, that's a lot of learning, right? And my husband's like, okay, what's four plus two? You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like but it's good. Like, I think they need both. Um, I though am like at a loss with what to do with my son. Cause I'm just like, I think like as an almost three-year-old, he's actually capable of learning much more than, I think he should be, but like, I don't know, like, I don't know how to push him. Like when he would come home from daycare, he just all of a sudden be, you know, um, like saying colors in Spanish. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, okay, like you can learn another language, I guess. Or, you know, so I don't know how to like developmentally move him along in that sense. So we just like keep going through the ABCs and like, I don't know, he's, he's going to go back to daycare one day and they're going to be like, what happened to you? But, <laughs> you know, we're doing the do best you, that we can. You and your husband speak another language? Um, we do. We're both Korean. Um, I'm like decent at speaking it. Like I talk primarily to, especially my dad in Korean. Um, my husband probably understands more than I do in, of Korean, but he won't speak it because he has like a pretty thick accent. Um, I, I probably have a pretty thick accent too, but like, I don't really care. Um, we don't really speak it with our kids though. They just know the essential words in Korean, like grandparents and like fart and you know, stuff like that. But, the essentials. Yeah. Essentials. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, can tell they farted in public and no one else will know, you know, but like, I, it's like, we should be better about teaching that kind of stuff. And, and it's sad because it's really hard for them to communicate with their grandparents, especially my in-laws, like they especially don't really speak English. And so, or like not that well. So it's a lot of like my grand or my in-laws will say something, we have to translate and then the kids will respond. We translate, you know, it's a lot, a lot gets lost in translation, which is kind a of A lot sad. of telephone. Yeah. 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 Basically playing telephone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> girly, girl, girly girl style hub said the nasty words. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Just the nasty words, yeah. Well, it's like, uh, so when I first started working with the fam her family in the restaurant, because we also help manage a family Vietnamese restaurant. Oh, my gosh. I'm surrounded by mostly Vietnamese, and they speak to each other in Vietnamese. I mean, my family speaks English. I mean, in the kitchen, it's this, it's a mix of Spanish, Vietnamese, and English, yes. where the Latino workers have kind of learned Vietnamese yep. after working in the industry for so long. So they will say some words in Vietnamese. Then you have my family and the Vietnamese workers who have learned Spanish, but they only know the dirtiest <laughs> words. And they just run around the kitchen yelling out these dirty words to each other yes. and pointing at vegetables in the shapes of certain things and say dirty words to each other. And that's the communication in the back. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, randomly I'll be in the kitchen running an order and I turn around and they call my name and they hold up something and say something dirty in Spanish. I'm like, yeah, okay, bye. <laughs> You're like, um, I don't need to be here right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. That's fun though. I know it's such a beautiful mix of cultures in these kitchens, you know? Like I feel like a lot of Korean restaurants are like that too, or Chinese restaurants. Like you just you have them with the Mexicans and everyone just kind of hangs out and learns what they want from yeah. you know, each other's cultures. It's so cool. It's yeah. I, my mom is married to a, uh, one of the workers is Mexican. She's married to him and he speaks Vietnamese, Spanish and English to her. And she kind of reciprocates. And so each sentence that they communicate to each other starts off in English, jumps to Vietnamese, ends in Spanish. And I'm sitting there looking at them like, I don't know how you two communicate to each other. I can't That's just so anything you just said. That's so interesting. That's pretty cool though. That's pretty cool. Hugo, are you learning Vietnamese, you feel like? I mean, I've learned Vietnamese words. I'll always ask, but the problem yeah. is Vietnamese language is very difficult. It's yeah. very throat. Was yes. what I said. Yes. Like you're swallowing your tongue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, the example I always bring up is, I try to learn words and I still do, but one day she was running to something and I was trying to tell her run, but there's three words that all sound the same. One of them means fire. One means run. One means vegetarian. And every time I was yelling at her, she said, you're yelling fire and vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. But that's really cool that you have all these languages around you. And that's, that's awesome. So it. where where do you guys live? For those of you who we, don't know. Yeah, we are in central Illinois. We're like in a college town. So if you know where the University of Illinois is, um, it's like Champaign-Urbana. So we live in Champaign. I teach in Urbana. Um, yeah, it's like in the middle of cornfields. It's very, it's it's weird. It's like rural, but it's not because there's a college town. And it's like yeah. a pretty big town, you know, because of that. And then there's also a lot of, like people here from the Chicagoland area who kind of got kicked out through gentrification. So they've kind of like migrated down here and it's a weird hodgepodge of people, but I mean, we really like it. And we both went to school here, which is how we met and we just kind of stayed. Did you both grow up in that area or did you meet each other in college? We, we met in college and we, um, like we both grew up in the Chicagoland area and like the suburbs I ended up moving to St. Louis right before high school. So I went to St. Louis, I went to high school in St. Louis and then just for whatever reason found my way, you know, back in Illinois, went to the uh, University of Illinois for college. And then, like I said, I just kind of stuck around. I got a job here and yeah, and we just both stayed and we both really like it. I mean, we really like raising our kids here and stuff. And at the time my parents were still living in St. Louis. So we were like in that midway point between St. Louis and um, Chicago, so it was perfect. Now my parents are in Seattle, so it's like, oh. it's not, yeah, that's yeah. not midway anymore. <laughs> no, it's it's not quite. So, is Go there Cubs. a big Korean population where you guys are? Um, it's pretty huge. I mean, okay. the U of I is known for having a lot of international students. I think it has like the highest population of international students for any like college in the United States or something like that. So there are a lot of Koreans. There are a lot of Chinese people. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just a really diverse school. And then on top of that, I think a lot of 
Korean Americans go to the U of I, especially from like the Chicagoland area. So there are a lot of Koreans. There's a lot of like good Korean food and stuff like that here too. So See, okay, that, awesome. that would be the most important part for me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing like LA food, like LA Korean food is amazing. I'm very jealous of you guys, <laughs> but I mean, it'll do, you know, it's good enough. So do you guys get to cook Korean food at home? Do you and your husband cook it? Yeah, I think that's like our um, probably like favorite cuisine. My daughter's favorite cuisine for sure. Um, like we had like brats the other day and my daughter was like, <laughs> like she was just not feeling it. Um, yeah, so I think Korean food is definitely what we cook the most. My husband like cooks it really well. I have like a few dishes that I make, you know, now here and again, but yeah. So Amanda's asking, what is a typical Korean dish? So how, like, what would be a typical Korean dinner for you guys at home? So I think for us, we do a lot of like soups with like this um, fermented Korean cabbage. It's called kimchi. Like most people look at it and smell it and they're like, that's disgusting. <laughs> no, thank you. And it's like spicy. Um, but like we do a lot of like soups and stews and that kind of stuff with it. I think like what other people know Korean food to be though is like the Korean barbecue. So it's like you go to the Korean barbecue, there's like a grill built into your table and they just bring out all this meat and you can either cook it yourself or someone will cook it next to you. And they're also known for having all these like um, side dishes. Like they have like a bunch of different side dishes that you eat your food with. But um, so like my daughter really likes when we do like any sort of soup with like tofu and this like Again, I think it's like fermented bean paste or something. Like, it just sounds disgusting when you have to say it what it is in English. But she really likes that. Um, she likes like Korean marinated chicken wings, like stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. The yeah, we have uh, there's a Korean wing place near us called Banchan. Oh, Banchan is the word for like the small size the small dish. dish yeah. Mm -hmm. So we get the wings from there and they have like soy garlic wings, garlic wings. They have um, their spicy something wings. Yeah. we And we get it from there. That's like our favorite. Yes. I think the Korean chicken wings are probably our favorite chicken wing. Yes. They're because so good. they're crunchy. They don't mm -hmm. they're not soggy wings. No. And that's our favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so if y'all have not had Korean food, you need to. Oh my gosh, the bee's knees grew up with kimchi. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like most people, I feel like they see it and they're like, no, 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 no. no I'm good. No, I love yeah. kimchi. Um, it's funny though, just like you said, Korean food and people think Korean food, they go straight to Korean barbecue. What's yeah. like when we tell people about the Vietnamese uh, restaurant, everyone's like, oh, pho. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah we do have pho, but uh -huh. that's not the only thing. I mean, our <laughs> fish sauce. You know, yeah. fish yeah. sauce is such a staple, but if you actually smell the fish sauce, oh it will leave you running straight for the door. Yeah. yeah we actually had a trip out with her family to Vietnam, and we were across a small river of a fish sauce plant. Whew. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's rough. Like, yeah, we don't cook a lot of Vietnamese cuisine or like even attempt it because I feel like it requires a whole nother set of ingredients that we just don't readily carry in the house, including fish sauce. Yeah. <laughs> like as soon as you bring that into your home, you're just like, oh gosh, yeah. I think it was sitting in our fridge and his mom came over. She's like, what is this? He's like, don't, like, don't, don't do it. Don't, no, no, no. I was like, I'm curious. I was like, don't do it. And she yeah. took it, opened it and just, and just Oh, she almost. started saying a lot of words in Spanish. A, like, lot of, <laughs> a lot of words that cannot be repeated on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's so funny. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, we so we have a plan for this interview slash hangout. And that's we have five questions we're gonna ask Becky. And she has five questions to ask us. Um, I don't know what she's gonna ask us, and she doesn't know what we're gonna ask her. So oh actually, uh Steven asked, does anyone like Middle Eastern food? What is Middle Eastern food? I feel like I know what the Americanized version of Middle Eastern food is, but yeah. we have Middle Eastern food for real. Because I think I do, but I'm not sure if I do. I'm not sure, too. I quickly went to Mediterranean food, which is not the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah, which is not the same, but similar. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, grape leaves. Yes. Yeah. I, mm, I do like love. grape. Yeah. And some Vietnamese food has grape leaves in it, too. The meat. The beef. The beef. Yeah. So I do like that. Kebabs, yes. Rice, yes. Okay. Do, I, I don't do grape leaves, but I do like a lot of the stuff you just mentioned. So, yes, I guess I do. Oh, the bee's knees. Hawaiian and German. It's very broad spectrum of Ooh, foods. That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, okay, so she just mentioned Hawaiian. Do you Have you had Spam? Do you like Spam? Oh, my gosh. We put Spam in, like, everything. Okay. <laughs> we love Spam. <laughs> We're the same. Yeah. But did you ever see the episode? Uh, was it Bizarre Foods with Andrew Zimmern? Zimmerman? Yeah, Zimmerman? yeah, yeah. Do you remember that show uh, on no. the Food Network? Mm-mm. It's because Anthony Bourdain has had, had his show, uh-huh. and Andrew Zimmern had the weird foods, and he would go to different countries and eat weird things. Uh-huh. And he hated spam he thought it was like the most disgusting thing and he couldn't yeah. eat it yeah but he was he was out eating like fresh whale blubber that was uncooked yes but not spam yeah i mean i i get that the concept of spam is disgusting but like when you taste it you're just like you just, but yeah. like yeah. what have i been doing before this moment in my life you know like it's so good and actually when we went to hawaii their McDonald's have these like spam breakfast sandwiches. So we yes. have, like go every morning to get those like spam breakfast sandwiches. And like at our hotel, they had those like spam wasabi things like wrapped in the, um, the seaweed. Yes, yes. Like, I don't know. It's just so good. I mean, I try not to eat it too much now because it's not super good for you, but yeah. it's so tasty. No. Same. Same. <laughs> Love it. Okay. So one of the first questions we wanted to ask you, which you had brought up, that you only recently started selling on eBay because mm-hmm. we know you're Becky Park on Poshmark. I know. Um, okay, but after recently starting eBay, if after all this something happens and there's only one platform left, which one would you pick? Oh my gosh. Oh, that's hard. I don't know. It's like Poshmark was my first like introduction into reselling. And I think it's a great first platform because it's so user-friendly. But I think that when I started using eBay, I started to notice so much more of the flaws that Poshmark had. Like there are so many things that you can do on eBay that you just cannot do on Poshmark. And it was infuriating, you know? And there are a few things that, you know, Poshmark has going for it that eBay doesn't. And then at the end of the day too, though, eBay just has such a wider audience. They have like the global shipping program. Um, And you can sell literally whatever you want. And it's really limitless, whereas there are a lot of limits when it comes to Poshmark. So I know, and I actually had the conversation with someone the other day. I'm like, should I at some point like 
drop the Poshmark part from my YouTube handle because I'm like, that's not all I do anymore, you know? And if I had to answer your question truthfully, I mean, I probably would like jump ship and go to eBay and say that that would be the thing that I do because you can literally sell, like you could find a coin in your room and be like, let's just see if I can make me, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. can find like a crusty toenail or something and someone would probably buy it. Like it's crazy. So I don't know. I, I think probably eBay. No. Yeah. I mean, we're on the we're, same boat. I mean, yeah. we sell on, on Poshmark, eBay, Mercari, Tradesy, Etsy, Etsy mm-hmm. um, Amazon. We, we sell all kinds of places, but if yeah. we had to choose one, it eBay. would be eBay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we've done our what sold and all every. I mean, really, every time eBay has been our highest for yeah. our sales. Um, and I mean, we can send offers all day on Poshmark mm-hmm. and drastically cut prices. Yeah, you know, add the bundle, whatever discount thing, and eBay will always come out on top. For yeah, us. that I mentioned that you had your premiere earlier on your other video, and um, I would put on there like, yeah. I sent, I was spent one night. She was reorganizing the kitchen. She was in her happy place. So I left her alone. Um, so then I was in the office and I had two movies playing through. Like I went through two movies, going through our whole closet, sharing and sending offers. And I think it resulted in like a $22 sale or something. Yeah. We have like a thousand. Items. Yeah. <laughs> so like, this is not productive. Obviously I just didn't want to sit there and play games while she was doing that. So yeah. that's going to be productive, but yeah. Little so said, I can be Becky Park makes her mark. <laughs> I like that. That's really cute. That is a nice one. Oh, Jessica. Oh, you know what? Okay. So our other jobs are, we're also personal trainers, which means we can't get personal with people. So <laughs> that's kind of taken a pause. My family's restaurant is currently closed. Um, they try to do the takeout to go order thing for like a week. But it didn't make sense. The overhead, the overhead costs were going to be more than the money they were going to make. Yeah. Um, so that's out. The school, I'm still working um, from home. So luckily, we still have that. And then reselling. Yeah, reselling. So that's and where at we least are. you have that. I mean, yeah, yeah. And very you very cool. are killing it. And you have a ton of inventory. So that's awesome. Inventory. Yes. <laughs> and part of uh, this last week, week or two we've been cleaning around the house we have more stuff that we sorted we sourced out of our own home so we have mm-hmm. yeah that's um, really cool how do you feel about mercari because there's a lot of mercari talk on here there is okay i just i guess i'm just not good at it like i don't understand like i feel like every time i make a what sold video and i'm like nothing sold again or i sold one thing and then i always get so many comments and it's like people who are you know, trying to help me out. And they're like, I sell a lot in Mercari. And they're like giving me suggestions. And I'm like, okay, I'll try that. And, you know, I'll do this. And I, I don't know, I cannot get any bites over there. And I just cannot figure it out. Like when I look at the things that have sold, none of, there are no like common threads that like piece those things together. Like I just don't get it. And so I don't know. The one thing I will say is like, I do feel like video games and that kind of stuff have sold for me quickly over on Mercari. I just don't find a lot of it though. And I don't like have a lot of it lying around. So it doesn't really help me that much. But like clothes wise, even clothes wise, a lot of people are like, yeah, I do really well on Mercari. And I'm like, but how? (laughs) Like, I don't get it. So I personally am not the biggest fan, but that really stems from me just not having a lot of success over there. I'm sure it's wonderful and a lot of people seem to love it. 
Um, I also don't love how they do their shipping. And so it's like, I don't know, it's just like more work. Um, you know, you get in like this groove when all of your shipping is through Poshmark or eBay. And then you get like a Mercari sale thrown in there and you're like, oh, like, here yeah. we go. Like, let me open pirate ship and let me, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, I think what, what helps us, again, we don't make a ton of sales there, but what helps us is we do free shipping on Mercari on everything. Um, yeah. And that's because we use pirate ship to adjust because sometimes it's cheaper than their own shipping rates. Um, but the other benefit to that is if people want to do bundles, we don't have to actually create bundles necessarily for people. You don't because, have to? Well, all I tell them is make an offer on both items you want. Uh, uh -huh, and uh -huh. since it's free shipping, That's we're true. just talking about the price of the item. Then when I accept it and I ship, I put the same tracking number for both. For both orders. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so then that way people are more, it's easier for people to create a bundle. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. These are all theories. I don't think anyone has the right answer with Mercari. I don't think there's any right or reason with Mercari. <laughs> it's just if you're yeah. consistently listing, then your items get pushed higher up in their search. And I and feel like I am. Like I'm consistently cross-listing. Like at least, you know, a few listings every day. I don't know. What do you guys, do you guys use the tags? And like, if so, what are you putting in the tags? I feel like maybe- I listened to your right. video where you're talking about your yeah. hashtag and you're doing your cross-listing. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll put the name, like the brand. Uh -huh. we'll put, and if it's a brand that has um, like an abbreviated, you know, White House Black Market, we'll put the WHM. Uh -huh. um, and then I'll just choose a random, I don't know, like if it's a jumpsuit that I'll put jumpsuit yeah. as a hashtag. But just, I don't know. I'm right, more reason. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know. And I mean, I, I continue cross-listing because it literally does take like 30 seconds using List Perfectly from Poshmark. So I'm like, I'll just, I'll just keep doing it and like pushing myself up, you know, but I don't know. It's, it's fine. Like it doesn't take up that much time. And I'm usually just like watching YouTube while I'm doing it anyway. So it's fine. But to answer your question, I don't love it. Yeah. <laughs> but we're still like giving our thoughts. Um, he puts in spring, summer for the season. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've used like boho, mm. you know. That, that, yeah. I, I'm assuming that would be something that people would search. See, I'm terrible with boho because I'd be like, I always joke around, but I'd be like, oh, this Sony CD player, boho. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Girly Girl Style said she sold a box of corks on Mercari. What? Oh. I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. But that's awesome. How much did you make on them, Girly Girl Style? I want to know. Not that yeah. I have a box of corks lying around. Yeah. I don't know why I care, but that's just very interesting. Well, a while ago, we sold empty toilet bowl, toilet bowl, toilet paper rolls. Oh. For teachers and projects, people buy them. Oh. And it was a big box, too. It was, well, this was before dimensional shipping. Yes. This so was it was by weight. Yeah. yeah. This was yeah, like yeah, yeah, early yeah. 2018. I, I think when we first started selling, I saw a BuzzFeed article. And the BuzzFeed article is like, oh, different things that you can sell online. Uh -huh. One of them was um, the tabs off of like Coke cans or soda cans, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we started saving those. And then uh, empty toilet paper rolls because teachers or ma or you know parents want to do arts and crafts with their kids. And That's so like, interesting. We started saving them. Our friends were, oh, here, yeah, I here saved all my empty toilet paper rolls. So how many did you have? We had oh, a couple of boxes, uh, but we were, I mean, we weren't making bank on them. It was more for the experience. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
I want to say. Yeah, we we just wanted to see if it would sell. And uh, I think I made a box of like 80 empty toilet paper rolls and we sold it for 20 bucks. But it was like free things just lying around. Yeah. We we're going to either recycle it or make some money. Yeah. I think it was 20 plus shipping. Yeah. That so. is bizarre. That's amazing. At the very least, it bought a pack of toilet paper. That's yeah. I mean, seriously, I feel like, I mean, I have been super into gardening too for the past few years and I used to save our toilet paper rolls too to grow like certain things. in, so that like, I don't know. And then I could see too, if someone were having like a Harry Potter party, like using toilet paper rolls for like the floating candles as if you were inside of the, oh. um, you know, I could see that, but see, you have a creative mind. I didn't I think that. But I still would never think to myself, like, let me start collecting my toilet paper rolls so I can sell them. That is amazing. Well, that's because eBay, you could sell anything like on you eBay. Said, I know. You a really crusty toenail. Yeah. I mean, someone will buy it. Someone will. It is crazy. Crazy. Yeah, we, uh, here's our toilet paper roll that I cut holes in it because we were sticking hay in it for our rabbits. Oh, that's so smart. So, so it turns into like a toy, like kind of like dogs have the toy where they yeah. mess around with it to drop the hay, the treats. Yeah, mm -hmm. but the rabbits are loving the hay in here because they're like yanking it around. And we just hear a lot of scuffling in their cages and they're pulling at the hay. And then like one rabbit's on one end, the other one's on the other. And they're pulling at the hay from both ends. Yeah, that's really cool, though. That's so smart. See, she's creative, too. It's yeah, the Asian in us, I guess. And, I yes, yeah. Josh, he did say crusty toenail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Hi, Josh. Question for us. Okay, let me, I wrote them down. Okay, hold on. Dun, da, da, da. I don't remember if they were any good or not. Okay, what is your least favorite thing to sell? Is it empty toilet paper rolls? Or is there something <laughs> lower than that? Well, we don't sell that anymore. That, I guess that was just yeah, an experience. Yeah. What's the yeah. least thing you like to sell? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. What don't you like to ship? But you like shipping I things. I like shipping things. So that's you the hard like, part. You like the shipping challenges. Yeah, I do like the shipping challenges. I think uh, I, I got away just because the money is not really there, at least for us anymore. It's um, the VCRs and stuff, The those players. Oh. They were doing real well for us in the beginning. But with shipping changes and even with pirate ship, the ones I've picked up were bigger, which means dimensional wise, I'm not saving and the money is not there. So I think, yeah, I've cut that out. We also had two bad experiences with the DVD VCR combos. Um, we had two drop shippers who bought from us oh. and they drop shipped and this happened twice. So the first time they bought the VCR DVD combo, shipped it out. We got a return. When it got returned to us, they literally dumped the VCR combo in a box without padding, really poor taping and everything got shipped to us and it came damaged, completely damaged. And it was a drop shipper. Second time, it was a full set with wires, with control, the works. They kept the control, kept the wires send us back a broken one. Um, and so after that, it was, like, oh, we're, yeah, we're so done. yeah. But I mean, we still, I got that taken care of called eBay. I was going to say, yeah. So what happened? Yeah. yeah. So they covered us and we reported the buyer and all that stuff. So okay. we're fine, but it's just one of those things. Like I just thought, like I went through the shipping process for this and it mm -hmm. came this uh, over it. 
Yeah. I've like, actually never told one of them. I'm like, all right. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Okay. Here's my next well, question. How about for yourself? Well, what would be the least favorite thing you want to sell? The least. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I sell primarily clothing. Um, I don't know. I think I just get really upset when I sell something and then I pull it and there's like something wrong with it that I didn't notice the first time. And I'm like, Oh God, <laughs> like, here we go. And you know, you have to like begin that whole process, but I don't know that there's anything that I've actually, I don't know that there's a category of things that I don't like to sell. Cause I feel like if I don't like to sell it, I just don't look for it. Yeah. Um, and I haven't really done much with hard goods yet. I am like trying and I'm dabbling more. And I feel like, you know, you guys, and I know like a lot of Josh is in here and a lot of people have really good luck with things like electronics and stuff like that. I feel like I would hate that because I would hate going through the testing process of like, okay, does this work? And um, like, you know, do I have the right batteries to try it out? And like, I feel like that's like a whole nother niche that I'm just not willing to like learn about and get into. And even more than that, I'm just too lazy to like make sure these stupid things work. So I feel like I would just sell everything for like parts only, even if it's in like perfect working condition, just because I'm like, I don't want to test it, you know? So yeah. Yeah. But I just won't get into it because I don't care for it, I guess. Um, Midwest Picker has a how to ship glass video. So for anyone who wants oh to gosh. in China, okay. yeah. Um, we actually had a, we shipped, when Ray Dunn was huge. Oh, yeah. To sell, we shipped a Christmas set. And it was like four plates, the, the dinner plates, the salad plates, the mugs, huge set. And Hugo wrapped everything really well. Mm-hmm. It got shipped to Texas and it arrived with, um, one of the mugs was broken. But what happened was the buyer had said that, she received a ton of packages and their postman stacked all these boxes uh, on top of cars. And so it crushed the box. And she she told us everything was wrapped perfectly. I think the mailman stacked everything and that's why it broke. Um, so she just went to the post office and requested it. Yeah. yeah. Filed a claim with the oh, post office. Nice. Yeah. I know. And that's the thing with breakables. I mean, I've only shipped out maybe like one or two mugs or something like that. But I feel like you can like package it perfectly and it still is at the mercy of so many different people and if they're going to handle it properly, you know, so that definitely would probably be on my list, but I just don't even, I don't care to like try. So I'm like, like I'll leave other people to sell that kind of stuff. Um, Okay. So I know in the past, in one of your videos, you had talked about I think it was, did you find Eileen Fisher and you were really happy about it? There was a brand that you found at the thrift store and you're like, I was so happy I found this. This is the first time I found it. I can't remember what the brand was. Maybe but, it was M.M. LaFleur. Okay. I don't know, but okay. Um, What is on your bucket list of items to source? Oh my gosh, so many things. <laughs> I, have not, I really have not found very many amazing things because of where I live. Like again, I'm in the cornfields. Um, people here like wear target all day, every day, but there are so many things I've not found like things that other people are like, really, that's pretty common. (laughs) But I'm trying to think of like what even, you know, is kind of on that list that people would be surprised by. I mean, I feel like the usual, like, you know, I've never found, um, Rothy's or Teak's. I've seen Teeks once actually, it was at a consignment sale, but they wanted like a hundred dollars for them. And I was like, no, thank you. Um, 
But like, I don't know, There, are, I can't even think. Like if you say the name of a brand, I probably have never seen it before in my life. So, so many things. Like I would love to find Chanel. I would love to, I don't know, I'm trying to think. But yeah, a lot. Like I have not seen a lot of the finer things in life, so yeah. Well, being around um, the college town, do you ever, do you feel there's a good seat, like there's a season for you to go out and thrift with them leaving school? Yeah, like, it like would when be they, now. They <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, and I mean, so we do have like this huge international student population. And typically if you have international students at your college, they are like filthy rich. Like there are like Maseratis and like just these crazy cars, like in our little, you know, cornfield town. And it's always the international kids who just like come, they pay for these cars in cash. And so, I mean, there are some of those kids who are buying like crazy things and they dress really nice and it's, you know, Louis Vuitton, everything. But it's, I, and I've tried to think sometimes of like, how can I get to those kids at the end of the school year before they have to go back, you know, because they're going to try to leave behind a lot of their stuff, even if it's not just clothes, but like their furnishings or, you know, there's a lot of stuff that they are not going to take back to their country with them. And so that's something I've kind of been thinking about, but it's also just like, I don't really have time for that, you know? But um, I don't know. But it, yeah, it's something that I've been thinking about, just like, how can I get to these kids before they leave? And, you know, when they're just throwing stuff in the dumpster, or maybe I just need to go dumpster diving. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. No, well, I mean, one of the things that I've heard of the people around college towns is like a small appliances that sell. Yeah. Like, because a lot of them, like you're saying, will go out, buy a Keurig machine. Mm -hmm. And end of the quarter semester, they're gone and they dump it or leave it. Mm -hmm. So I mean, because I sell um, coffee parts, so I'll sell parts of the Keurigs, and those are easy to ship. See, I would never even think of that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I see Keurigs all the time. I feel like, and I'm just like, who wants that? Like, you know, but it's like somebody does. That's the crazy thing. Like. I'm, I'm walking in like, uh, 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 uh. Well, I mean, you know, you're on eBay, right? So just it's parting it. It's part, yeah. all the coffee things. And that's yeah. how. It is. Yeah. So one of the things is I think of wear and tear for in terms of because a lot of people think replenishables is like toothpaste that you run out. You have to use it again. But also other things that are wear and tear, like in the coffee machines, the water tanks will crack or get mm -hmm. crusty with water. Uh, yeah. Accidentally dropped. Yeah. Or there are certain pieces for the machines that get lost in the washer. Yeah. Broken. That's, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, small things. They're not always big money makers, but yeah. it's easy to ship just to keep yeah. things going. And I, I think it's hard because before I started reselling, my husband and I never bought used stuff. Like, and not because like we're, you know, we have all this money or whatever. We do not. But I think like my husband is so good at researching things. And he will often buy things just for so cheap, but you know, they're brand new because he does so much research. Um, so like when, when I started selling on Poshmark, I was like, okay, this is cool. And then like when people were telling me to sell on eBay and I'm like, who's on eBay? Like, what are you, what are you even talking about? Like who does that? And then like, when I started talking to my husband about it, he was like, you know, some of my coworkers buy like everything on eBay. And he's like, and I don't understand it. Like, why don't they just go to the store? And I'm like, why don't they just go to the store? Like, why don't they just go to Target? Like, I don't understand. But like, 
that's why I still like have this mental block of like, what, what kinds of things could I sell on eBay? Cause I'm just like, who would get this stuff on eBay if they could just get it at the store? Like, it's just so weird to me, but it's, I'm learning more every day, you know, like the idea of someone needing, like you said, like a water tank for their Keurig or something like we as a family would just buy a new Keurig because that's just kind of who we are. And I would never think that there are people out there searching on eBay for used water tanks for Keurig. You know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's awesome. And it's a great way to you know, lower our carbon footprint and all of that. I just didn't know that this world existed. And it's, it's pretty cool. Same. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've used, used parts for um, like blenders, used parts yeah. for uh, the what do you ice, call cream, it? Makers, ice yogurt cream maker, makers. yogurt makers. Um, we recently sold the vintage Swiss um, batter mixer for a good money. I mean, people want. Yeah. and and then like do you buy stuff like that if it's like if it doesn't look almost new and then just take the time to clean it up or do you only buy stuff like that it it varies so if i see a keurig that's dripping like with coffee like somehow Mm -hmm. it exploded the coffee in it yeah i'm not picking that up because i'm not not worth my time but if it's just a little bit of water scum like i just take a brush to it clean it up oh yeah we'll have like our kitchen sink is with vinegar and baking soda and he's like submerged all the parts in there and then give it a quick hose down or scrub down, let it dry. And like, it just depends on the model. But I mean, he recently sold a, the Carif, the coffee Carif for the machines. And it was a Keurig, right? No, this one was Mr. Coffee. Oh, which the sounds, nice one. It's not like, even, yeah. The one that you sold for like $60. Yeah. This one. So with shipping and everything went out for almost 90 bucks. And it was just the, the Carif. And that's one of the pieces. Yeah. And we probably pick up the machine for $12. Yeah. And that's what I'll do is I'll pick up one whole machine for about 10 to 12 bucks and then part it out and oh, in part yeah. that money and more. That's insane. So I know like ways. we have like an espresso machine and there's like, it's like one of the first ones. So it's like super old. They don't even make the model anymore. And like the older model had like a milk frother, like it was like mm-hmm. a separate thing and ours broke like it stopped working but like our first thought is to call nespresso and complain <laughs> and they sent us a brand new one and i'm just like dude people not know that companies will do this kind of stuff you know like again i'm just like the last thing that i would have ever thought before i became a reseller was to go to ebay and like i said i think a lot of it had to do with just i don't know not even necessarily with like how i was raised or whatever but i mean and like growing up we just didn't have a lot and I don't know. Anyway, but it is a new world. It is just so crazy. But again, I'm like very thankful for that world because people like you are making a killing selling people's old coffee machines and stuff like that and piecing it out. So that's really cool. Oh my goodness. I mean, the things that we're finding at the thrift stores that people throw out, it's like, why would you throw the, with the single pod coffee machine that we use? Is this like off brand? Yeah. I mean, A-I-C-O-G, right? ACOG or something. But he found it brand new in a box at a Goodwill. And when we took it home. It was, everything was sealed. So I just popped it out and that's what we use now. Yeah, Yeah, with our Costco coffee. Mm -hmm. Little pods. That kind of stuff. That's what we donate because, or that's what we used to do, right? We'd be like, I don't like this. (laughs) We would just like. Yeah, I didn't like it anymore. Yeah, Yeah. it's, oh Um, my gosh. 
it is so crazy. So Karen, normally the appliances and stuff, there's a no the models underneath. It's a quick, a quick lookup. Yeah. So what I'll do is like the say I have a Keurig, I'll look up at the bottom. The Keurigs will be like a like B a, a, B, or... a sixty or a B seventy. And if you put in on eBay uh Keurig B70 water tank, it'll pop out. Mm -hmm. um, a the other big part or common part I sell a lot is um, the drip tray because if anyone that yeah. uses the pods, they either fall, they break, or they get grimy to the point where you don't want to wash them anymore. Yeah. And people will just buy a new drip tray. Mm -hmm. You might be able to, and we'll, we'll sell that for like 10 bucks or something, but mm -hmm. keep in mind the drip tray sells for 10 plus shipping. And it weighs like two ounces. Yeah. yeah. And the whole device we bought for $10. So. I'm never going to be able to pass by a Keurig machine the same way again. <laughs> like, yeah, that is so cool. Okay, do you want me to ask you my next question? Yes. I think I asked you one. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. Let me pull it up. Um, what were you guys like as high schoolers? Well, the easy, the good thing is we were around each other in high school. We were around each other since middle school. Oh, my oh. gosh. I love that. Um, I was the nerdy leader. I was in leadership. I was student body president. Awesome. I was in leadership all four years. I, I played sports. I was, I did volleyball and track. Um, I was always in the leadership, like off, like the classroom during, uh, I was, lunch one, yeah, I did the, the posters and flyers and I decorated all the dances and that was me. Yeah. And Hugo was the class clown. I was a class clown. Uh, prom king. Prom king, varsity soccer. Which the soccer team was not very good. Yeah. So him saying so, varsity soccer does not. But I can't say varsity soccer. So we played, we, we played in the Magnet League. And we would always win. And then yeah. from there, we'd go to City and get destroyed. The Magnet League was terrible. <laughs> terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's usually how it is, I feel like. Unless it's like golf or something. Yeah, but, that, but yeah. I laugh at him winning prom king because it was like by default that he won. I'll or, take that. And you don't even tell people that part of the story. You just wear your crown around, and you're like, "See, you walk in like this." His yeah. um his poster, or he didn't have a poster. He had two flyers, two flyers, and our school looked like a medical uh, building. It was a medical magnet high school, and we had five stories. He had two flyers in the entire school. One flyer was in the, photo main. In the main lobby, and it was of him riding a grizzly bear. A, riding a grizzly bear, <laughs> saying "Vote for me for prom king." And then I, all this, this is when I first discovered Photoshop. So then I made it was my, terrible Photoshop, and I put myself in uh, like the Alaskan wilderness with mountains oh, and everything, yeah. riding a grizzly bear in a cowboy hat, cowboy shoes, saying "Vote for me." Then the second poster I did was I photoshopped my body, my face on a bodybuilder in a bikini that said vote for me with like flames in the back. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was high school. That's um, actually right now too. That I do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. With filters. I just don't Photoshop, but I filter myself riding yeah. polar bear or something. Um, and he was still in cargo shorts. Uh, you still wore cargo shorts. The only thing was he was, he had, you know, he had, um, an outcast velour jumpsuit or a velour set. So he had like the velour zip up. And outcast, he was, like outcast 
the kit, yes. Okay. And he wore like a extra large zip up velour jacket with the matching pants and was it Cortez that you wore? Yes. And um, Hugo was also really skinny at the time. So Hugo probably weighed 120 pounds max throughout all of high school. I, I was in soccer. All I did was run after. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. Oh yeah. my gosh. So did you guys start dating in high school? No, no. We, were, we were just really we were like polar opposites. Well, we were, we were, with, I'd say, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we had crushes on each other throughout middle school and high school. They were just oh, at the wrong time. Geez. Oh my God. The wrong time. Uh -huh. So I always joke around that I had a 12 year plan by before we got together. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Were people that went to your high school like shocked when you guys no, did? No. Okay. Yeah. Like my ex boyfriend for the longest time, um, or my high school sweetheart was like, Yeah, Hugo's waiting to ask you out. And then he asked me, I was, I was like, like oh, I man, told we're just you. friends. Dude. His ex girlfriends didn't like me. Yeah. Boyfriend was fine with him, but assumed he was gonna ask me out one day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. really cool, though. I love that. What a fun story. That's great. What about you, Becky? How were you in? High were school? you in choir in high school? I too? was. I was like um, definitely a choir nerd. I so I moved to St. Louis right before high school, and when I think about like the people I was hanging out with in the Chicago suburb that I lived in. I'm really glad that I didn't stay in Chicago because they did not turn out very well. Um, I, I don't know. I still wasn't like very good at high school. Like I just was not a good student. I just could not get myself to care because I was like, none Wait, of this is useful. Were you like, were you not an Asian good student? No, I was not. not like, I, I skipped school all the time. Like, all the time and like i remember my math teacher like came and found me in my homeroom once and she was like you have not been to my class in like a month and i'm like what like wh oh i don't know like i've been sick i guess like i just could not like physically get myself to be there because i was like this is so stupid i am never going to use any of this and i don't know like it was just really hard for me and honestly like undergrad was pretty hard for me too like i just skipped all the time like i remember showing up to one of my classes my junior year and they like applauded me it's <laughs> like I hate all of you <laughs> like <laughs> I, like I just I, I feel like I'm just the type of person like if I don't see the value in something I'm like I'm not gonna do this like this makes no sense and I think that's why I like get along so well with a lot of my students because that like exact mind frame is what a lot of them are struggling with is just like why am I here like of yeah. what value is any of this, you know? And for a lot of them, like, like it was for me, like choir was literally the only reason I went to school. You know, it was like my family, it was my community. It was like the one thing I was good at. And it was like what I knew I was gonna be doing for the rest of my life. So I was like, yeah, I'll go for that. Like I would skip everything before choir, go to choir, like leave school and like just, you know, it was just so bad. But that's how a lot of my students are. Like they'll come to school, you know, seventh hour for choir and then they'll like I'll see them like walking out the door after class I'm like come back like you have to go to English you know but it's like I get it because that's where I was um it was rough but I yes yeah, so I did choir and I also played volleyball our team was kind of like Hugo soccer team like we won <laughs> one game a year which is the only reason I was allowed to be on that team because we were not good I was also five feet tall when I was in high school so um yeah we were not good but I don't know. Like, I mean, 
I liked high school. I just didn't like go to a lot of it. I don't know. Hey, I actually skipped a lot of class. Did you really? Um, yeah, I skipped. Well, I so would... but her version of skip class was go to leadership office. Okay, so here's so here we had a student store. And as if you were in leadership, you would work the student store. And so I was behind the glass selling, you know, different candies or whatever. And so I got really close to the um, he was like the financial manager for the school. And his wife was the government and economics teacher. Mm. I would I took the bus to school, like the public bus. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would show up late and uh, I would miss my first class and I would go into the financial office and just hang out yeah and talk to the financial manager his wife would show up in between breaks and be like Tiffany you're here again I'm like well I didn't want to go to my first period she's like are you going to go to second I don't really want to go to that either <laughs> yeah. and then hang out in the office with them yeah yeah no so I yeah I, I feel like a lot of people are like were you a bad student by like Asian standards and I'm like no like by all standards like it was it was just rough but it's okay I got through it yeah. Um, okay. My next question for you guys is what is your favorite thing about each other? So like Hugo, what's your favorite thing about Tiffany and then vice versa? Um, He's extremely, so the Hugo that we see online, the super goofy, doesn't take anything too seriously. That's him all the time. I think in the 20 plus years that I've known him, I've only seen him angry twice. One time it was him scolding his brother and I walked in on the conversation and I saw him yelling at his brother and I was like, oh my God, I've never seen this. <laughs> this is really scary. I've never yeah. seen him so angry. He was like 22 at the time. And I walked up to them and I saw him really, like just scold. he wasn't yelling, but it was like the shameful scold. Yeah. And I like did this weird moonwalk thing back and I went up the stairs and I was like, oh, I'm going to hide away from Andrew Hugo. And then he comes up. He's like, hey, babe, how are you doing? He's like, I've never seen the side of you before. Um, and then a second time was I got bit by a dog that he told me not to pet. And I bit the dog and the dog. You bit the dog. The dog bit me. I didn't bite the dog. That's why the dog bit you. You bit it first. I put my hand in. I had a few drinks. I put my hand through a fence. And he said, don't touch the dog. And I said, the dog's eyes look so sad. I was like, no, those are angry dog eyes. Stop. So I stuck my hand in. Dog bit my thumb. And he and it started like bleeding profusely. And he was so angry at me. I got in the car and I'm just like silently weeping. Aww. And then he's like, are you okay? Like, see, you're hurt and you're crying. I'm like, I'm not crying because of the bite of cry because you're staring at me angrily and you're mad at me. <laughs> so it's him. He's just, he's a really um, just friendly, upbeat, and he, like, if I'm upset about something, he's always there to just call. Like, nothing's ever really wrong. That's awesome. Unless you bite dogs. Unless yeah. I bite dogs. Yeah, yeah so you know. don't bite the dog. Yeah. Then he gets really upset. Understandably yeah. so. Yeah. Well, no, if you with her, she's always trying to do something for me. To and it's not like for me, like she's trying to do things for me. It's just a kind of a different way of like she's affectionate, but a different way of showing love is that she's 
trying to cook different meals that I, I, I'm happy with a sandwich and <laughs> eating just something basic, but she will go learn a new recipe. And it's, I know it's not just for her, it's for to, you know, cause she, I like to eat mm-hmm. um, and things like keeping up with the, like organizing stuff. It's not just for her. It's to make my life easier. So, mm-hmm. and then I like doing my best to keep bugging her until I make her laugh. <laughs> That's fun. That's really good. I know it's like, it's very fun watching you guys because I feel like you guys genuinely enjoy being around each other and you like genuinely have a good time together, you know? And then it's like, we are just allowed to witness that and it just feels very special, you know? Yeah. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. I know like my husband, I think he is the funniest person I've ever met in real life. Like he's so funny and he also thinks I'm pretty funny. So it's good. But like, he is not like that in most situations. Like he's like that with me. And then he's like that in front of big crowds. So he gets asked to like MC weddings or like our church, like whenever we have like big things, like he'll, you know, be asked to MC and whatever. Cause he's just really witty and really funny, like very sarcastic. Um, but like, especially like if I catch him on camera, like he's just like, <laughs> like, yeah. can you just like be the real you? Like I don't understand, but yeah. So. That's fun. Um, Okay. So what is your favorite thing about staying home right now? Um, I, I think I like just kind of doing things in my own time, which can be like a pro, but it can also be a con, you know, I think like, I think even with the fact that I'm at home, I'm not necessarily like getting more stuff done for my reselling business, even though like, there are so many more hours that I can dedicate to it. But I think that's because when I have so much going on, I have to like go, go, go. And I am always thinking about like, okay, I've got this small pocket of time. So like, what can I do? And I almost had like a built-in schedule too within my school day of, okay, here's my prep period. So I can share my closet here and here's my whatever. Um, But now that like every day just bleeds into the next and looks the same, like I'm always like, I can do that tomorrow or like four months from now. Like there's like not really that sense of urgency, but I think that's been really good for me too, to just kind of like chill out a little bit. Um, And I think that's been really good for like my relationship with my kids, especially because I think so often I'm just like, I have to do this and that. And I'm like giving them so little of me. And I mean, I still do that now too. I feel like to some extent, but it's been a lot more like, okay, let's go outside and I'm not going to take my phone with me and we can just like be together and really enjoy one another versus me like half-heartedly listening while also like checking my phone for something or, you know. Um, so I think just like being forced to slow down or like being given the opportunity to slow down has been really good. Um, so I'm enjoying that. Yeah. I think it's the same with us in that, like we mentioned last time, um, that hustle guilt that we get on a normal schedule, you know, where because we have our other jobs, whether I'm at the restaurant or she's at school, we get home, we think, okay, we have X amount of time before we not necessarily have to go to bed, but, you know, pass out. Mm -hmm. Um, We should probably do some of our online business or Mm -hmm. social media stuff. And so we feel guilty to not do that and watch a movie or not do that and, do something like puzzles. So we've been joking. We posted a lot about puzzles, but that's because for us, I really enjoyed it 
prior to reselling or prior to having multiple jobs. And then we just worked all the time. So I didn't get to do them. And it was just sitting in our cabinet, just, you know, Mm -hmm. not being used. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I do want to say that after I saw Jessica tag you on Candy Crush on Instagram, I downloaded it today. Because we used to compete on Candy Crush all the time, right? And then we stopped because it was like the guilt of playing a yeah. game on our phone. Mm-hmm. And I deleted it. And then I saw Jessica put that on there. I was like, well, I'm going to download Candy Crush now. She mentioned it and I downloaded it soon after. Yeah. <laughs> that's like what I do before I go to sleep every night. Like that's like how I unwind from the day. I, yeah, I think I downloaded it like a long time ago. And then... I deleted it and then I don't remember why, but maybe like a few months ago, I was like, I don't want to play Candy Crush again. So I like downloaded it. I think it was all Jessica. Jessica is like making Candy Crush a thing again. Yeah, maybe, (laughs) maybe it was her. I don't remember. And then, yeah, we like discovered that we both played. We were like, yes, like you were my kindred spirit. Yeah, I know. I, we, I put something on my Instagram not too long ago about like anyone have puzzles or like this or that. And um, I bought like a hundred dollars worth of puzzles a day. So now we're like swimming in puzzles. Like the first one we started with is like a 750 piece puzzle. And me and my six year old daughter are like, this isn't, this isn't as much fun as I thought it was going to be. Like we just started too hard, but um, we did get like a frozen puzzle. That's like 40 pieces or something from Harry tornado. So the kids did that like five times and it's good. But, um, I don't know, maybe my puzzle making, like, um, what is it called? Just the way I'm doing it isn't correct. But I feel like after I like I'm working on the puzzle for a little bit, my back starts to hurt, and I'm like, "This is so sad. Like, what am I doing wrong?" We're, like, we're all like, like Golem from the Ring. <sighs> I don't know. Where's my picture? What's wrong with me? Like, why does my back hurt right now? This, okay, so this has not happened to you. This no, is, yeah, that happens to me. Oh, I okay. and, and I'm I'm like stretching, I'm standing yeah. up like if okay. I've been wrestling with a puzzle physically. <laughs> okay, I'm glad it's not just me because I'm like, there's something very wrong here. Like I don't understand what's wrong. But oh Jack is saying we should play Animal Crossing. So I didn't know what Animal Crossing was, and I had to ask Hugo that. I don't know day. completely all the details on it. I just know it's like an interactive world where you get everyone can kind of interact with and play together. And I don't know. It makes me think of Sims. Sims or Farm. Sims. Something. Yeah. Um, Jess is in the chat right now trying to convert everyone to playing Candy Crush. Uh-huh. I don't know if she's actually trying to convert people to playing Candy Crush right now, but she's. I don't think much. Yeah. Yeah. And Bill. Bill's Modern Warfare. Yeah, we play. Mo- we, play- we also play Call of Duty together. Yeah. So that's normally Jack. the, the Jack. very last thing we do. Yeah. Normally before bed, we'll throw on a few online matches. She's better than me. Weird. We've been playing um, Overcooked on PS4. So that was like another game I was looking for. And then one of our sweet friends, she's like, I'm just going to buy it for you. And I'm like, don't do that. But she did. She's so sweet. But um, it's like a cooking game and you like have to tag team. I don't know. It's so nerdy, but like my husband and I have been playing that too. It's fun. It's like, we haven't really had time to like exist as a family. I feel like, and now we've been given the gift of many months of just being with our family, which is awesome. And I mean, I wouldn't want to be stuck with anyone else, you know, like it is a lot of fun. 
Um, my son is at like a really fun age right now where he just says and does like the most ridiculous things. Um, and I'm glad that I'm here to like witness it. And I don't have to have that guilt of being like, but now they're teenagers and like what happened, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Hi, Ryan. Oh, Jack and Ryan are here. El Ducho said, you know, you're a reseller if your back hurts all the time. Seriously, I just feel really old. I don't understand. Well, I, I know we're not really old, but the other day I caught ourselves and I started laughing at ourselves because she was like, oh, my ankle makes a noise. And I was like, <laughs> my shoulder, clock, clock. Well, my back does it. And we're just trying to compete. <laughs> who has the most cracking yeah. joints? Yeah. <laughs> and I was it's like, who sad. are we? Why are I we? I know. Yeah, it was a competition of who was cracking the most, whose joints were cracking the most. <laughs> it's like I used to be in denial of like how old I was getting, but now I can't. Like, I was like fake playing soccer in the living room with my daughter, and I could feel like something in my knee was going to tear, and I was like, I need to stop. <laughs> like, I'm sad. This is this is like the saddest thing that I've ever had to like say out loud. But like, I cannot continue kicking this tiny ball with you. Like you know, Mikey's going to have to tag team here. It was so sad. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, okay. I think we have one more question for you. Okay. So I think I recently discovered that you also love the office so much. Yes. Okay. If you had to pick three shows to rewatch during isolation and only three. Yeah, and we're talking about the whole series. So it's not a yeah. season or anything like the yeah, whole okay. series. If you had three, three series to pick. Um, I mean, Office for sure. Probably Friends. These are also generic. And then it would be a toss-up between Thirty Rock and, um, oh no, <laughs> okay. If I have to say, like five, I can't. I can't do three. Okay. So okay. Thirty Rock, Parks and Rec, and Big Bang Theory. And I actually haven't finished the Big Bang Theory because they're not like on Netflix. And so I have like the season DVDs of like the first seven seasons or something, or maybe it's like the first five. I don't know, but I love that show so much too, but I, it's not on the same level yet as the other ones, just because I haven't been able to like rewatch them as much, but yeah. those would be my five. That was not your question, but yeah, I had to expound on that. What about you guys? So we are also the office. We, mm -hmm. we I don't know how many times we watched that thing. Um, I know. Also parks and rec. And Love I think that we had to rewatch. So it's almost the same as everything on your list, except same with Big Bang Theory. We haven't, you know, mm -hmm. caught up on it because for the it's same not reason it's not on all the streaming. Yeah. And we haven't had regular TV in so long that mm -hmm. we're super behind on yeah. Big Bang Theory. But we're also really big fans of New Girl. Yeah. So New Girl is the mm -hmm. one with Zoe Chanel. Um, but it kills me. I, I'm always laughing at that. <laughs> I have not, I think I tried watching one episode and I was like, Meh. like, I don't know, but. I, I, I think, think it's, it's uh, similar to The Office though. Like the first season of The Office, you kind of had to like put some effort in it at yeah. first. Parts and then it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Similar, I think that's New Girl. Yeah. But I actually like was talking to someone in my DMs because I had just put something in my stories about um, The Office Ladies uh, podcast, which I love. And one person was like DMing me and she was saying that like she lives 
in LA, like you guys. And she was like out walking and Angela Kinsey was out walking with her husband. And she was like, Hey, like I loved you in the office. And they like took a picture together. And then she saw uh, Kate Flannery from the office who plays Meredith and she saw someone else. And then there was another person who I was talking to who also lives in LA and she's like, Oh, who do you like from parks and rec? And I was like, Oh, I like Andy and um, like Nick Offerman's character. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, yeah, like I've worked with Nick and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Like, And she was like, yeah, like I'm a publicist and I've worked with Nick Offerman, you know, for this movie. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Like Reese, what? Like, I'm just like, I don't live in the right place. Like both the person who like met all these office characters just like out and about. And then this person who's worked with Nick Offerman, I was like, what in the world? Like, what is, yeah. That's so yeah, exciting. no, Ron Swanson all the way. I love it. Yeah. We have two, two of our cups that we use for, our own whiskey is a Ron Swanson cup. So we yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's so fun. I know. I love Ron. And he's, he went to the U of I. So he'll come here oh. every once in a while to do like, um, he does a lot of stuff with like the Japanese garden thing that we have here. I don't know, but he'll do shows and stuff. I haven't been able to see him, um, you know, do anything, but he does come. My friends will see him when he does, but. Yeah, him and his wife cracked us up and there yes. are of them doing their jigsaw puzzles together. Yes. Yes. And they're like butt naked. <laughs> just like, yeah. Just, yeah. That's one a, way to do it. <laughs> so I do puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I don't know. It's those are, those are good shows. Okay. Let me finish asking you my questions. Um, what is the best thing about being a reselling team? Cause I, I mean, my husband helps out, but it's not the way that you guys do it. There are a lot of teams in here. There's like Jack and Ryan too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but. Um, he does all the shipping. I don't have to touch a single thing to ship. Uh, and he gets to do the customer service because I'm probably oh. a lot more impatient. Um, and, you know, you'll get like ridiculous questions sometimes. Um, or like the reef, like the returns. And then I'll see it. I'm like, oh, or I'll get someone that's just not very nice commenting on an item or, you know, I just, you got to deal with it. And he'll go in and he's very, heck, I say it's Hollywood Hugo, but he'll go <laughs> in and he's super duper nice about it. And they can be super nasty in yeah. the comments and he'll somehow turn it around and mm -hmm. they end up apologizing for being nasty to us. That's amazing. I leave all of that to him. That's because he sent them his prom poster yeah. of him, you know, Man. yeah, <laughs> in the bodysuit. The one on the bear is what sells people. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and we really work on our strengths. She's super organized. Um, so thanks to that, we have this amazing inventory system. Because when we first started reselling, I was doing this on my own mostly. And she would just chime in and help me with ideas for things to sell. But then she started seeing my pile system was not working. <laughs> uh -huh. um, and she stepped in really to help organize everything, which is amazing. And um, it, she does the, like, I'm, one thing, I'm, I'll, I'll go in and do clothing when we thrift. Only after I check in, like media, hard goods, electronics, like and even shoes, because I'm not great with the figuring out clothes. Because I'll go through and I'll be like, oh, awesome. I show up to her like with 10 items. Mm -hmm. Like, look what I got. She's like, I left that. I left that. That has a stain. That's torn. That's not a good brand. That's the wrong, <laughs> That's Miss Look, not Miss Shook. 
<laughs> this look. I think I've seen that before. And I'm like, it's like poof with the yes. uh, people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The worst. So I was like, mm. So it's great. She's amazing with the clothes. Because even though like when we put up our big ticket items are often you'll see some of the hard goods. Our bread and butter everyday sales is all the clothing she picks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I know my husband is actually pretty good at thrifting because he's much more careful about looking for stains and stuff than me. So like when we go thrifting, we'll like split up and, you know, he'll have his car, I'll have mine. And he has like eight things in his and I have like 50, but he'll go through my car and he's like, nope, nope, nope. Like, look at this. And I'm like, oh, like, so he's just much more thorough. And he is so patient. Like he will look at every single item on every single rack. So he doesn't get through as much, but he's literally just like, and so he'll find like, you know, sometimes like Hugo boss, for example, like it, there's not like a big fancy tag, but you have to really like search on the garment for what the brand is. And he'll be the one that's like, Oh, there it is. Like this is Hugo boss, you know? And I mean, I don't think he knows as much, but like he'll sit there and like, listen to me rattle off brand names and like, he'll try to retain as much as he can before we go in. And so it is fun, like thrifting with him, but that's about all he does. So Tiffany, when's the last time you shipped something? Well, I helped him this last time when we did our video, our shipping video Mm -hmm. where, um, but I just helped him pull the items. He'll take care of, but he likes doing it. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to, he gets he gets to enjoy that yeah, yeah and i like the organizing stuff so i'll go and label everything and put things in order and i know he likes the shipping process i don't think i've ever actually well maybe once i think like the poshmark stuff yeah i think one time when i we, sneak into the garage before you get there yeah there's times where i'm really busy with work or because we also do janitorial work at a school so sometimes i'll go take care of the janitorial stuff and after the uh, restaurant, so I'll get home real late mm. and we ship same day. So that means the night before I pack. So she'll go into the garage ahead of me and have everything packed for me. So. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Awesome, <laughs> and right now that we're home a hundred percent, he gets to, yeah. Um, we, I have to read this comment out loud. Oh my God. I just lost it. Where did my check go? Okay, so I think it was Lil Bunny Foo Foo. Yeah. We need a singles reselling matchmaking app like a thrifter or maybe a reseller swipe left if you need help with your death piles and like to Netflix and chill when packaging's done. <laughs> Lil Bunny Foo Foo, you've got a million dollar idea on your hands. Uh-huh. You need to run with this. Yeah, you do. So because we met a lot of people who have asked us like um like how do you guys like i'm I'm, I'm like a single girls who are like how do i meet a guy who wants to thrift i'm like i don't know reseller app yeah you talk to people about what you do and connect i don't know but there you go now you have an app swipe left if you do poshmark swipe right if you're (laughs) that's amazing oh my god double tap of your multi-platform i don't know yes (laughs) Do it, little bunny foo-foo. I will help you advertise it. <laughs> That's so funny. I love yeah, it. So they're all talking about showering in the chat. So confession. Have you been showering every single day during <laughs> this quarantine? No, I don't shower every single day, even when I like am working. Like I'll go to school and kids will be like, You look really cute today. And I'll be like, That's because I showered today. <laughs> That's disgusting. And I'm like, why do I need to shower every day? Like I'm not smelly and like gross. Like it's not like I'm outside like running or something. Like I come here, I like play the piano. I'm not breaking a sweat. So I don't, yeah, I, but I have been showering 
even less I feel like since it's quarantine. So that's not good. But I feel like now that we're going outside more and like now I will shower more often. How about you guys? We're, we're, we're on the same boat. boat. Yeah. I mean, well, normally like on a normal schedule, we have to shower. Because of the gym. Because of the gym. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and the restaurant. And, and the, the restaurant. restaurant. Because even if I don't go to the gym, I only went to the restaurant. I come home, I don't smell it, but she's just like, oh, you smell like egg rolls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, some We even worked in the kitchen while they were cooking the fish, uh, sauce? fish sauce. I come home smelling like fish sauce. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those smells will stay on you. Or even like coffee shop smells, like that like just kind of lives on you for a while. Mm -hmm. But Yeah, I had, we had a friend uh, who his family had a donut shop and he said he would smell like- The oil. Like the oil. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say, not, like smelling like donuts is not a horrible thing, but no, they should make a cologne like that. That'll get. I think there's probably something like that at Bath and Body Works. No, it's gonna be curve sprinkles <laughs> <laughs> or that, cool water. I don't know. I don't wear. Yeah, I don't wear new colognes. I just remember the high school colognes, which is like cool water, curve. Oh my gosh! Yes, Abercrombie. A lot of people. Uh -huh. oh, the yeah. Abercrombie, yeah. That uh, Abercrombie scent. Or the Anchor yeah. Blues. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I used to work at Abercrombie when I was in high school and one of the jobs when you open the store is to walk around with a bottle of cologne and spray the whole store down like it would be like our pre-opening ritual was like walk around <laughs> like it was ridiculous but I mean at least you would go home smelling pretty good yeah good. and you wouldn't have to shower because you're already smelling See? Like <laughs> there you <laughs> go <laughs> meanwhile I'm showing up smelling like fish sauce <laughs> yeah <laughs> which which one <laughs> yeah Person. Oh, yeah. You know what? I so what were your first? I know you okay. You said you worked at Abercrombie. What mm -hmm. were your previous jobs before becoming a choir teacher? So my very first job when I turned 16, I worked at um like in St. Louis, it's called St. Louis Bread Company, but it's Panera. So I worked there and then I I'm like trying to think. I dated a guy whose family like started the first bubble tea place in St. Louis. And so I remember I worked there and then they opened like another one in a different part of St. Louis. So I helped open that one with them. And that was fun. That's kind of like the like Asian restaurant experience because they had food too. So I, I remember that smell. Popcorn chicken. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I worked at Abercrombie. I, and then when I was at, when I was in college, I worked a little bit like in this one random, um, like cafe at one of the theaters in our, um, on campus town. And then I also like sang at Pop Bellies. They had like, so Pop Bellies is like a sandwich restaurant and they have like live music every once in a while. So I would sing like an hour long set. I would get a free meal and then I would sing the same set again. <laughs> so I did that like once a week or something, but they paid really well. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. And then I like right out, right out of college, I started teaching. I took like a year off actually. And I was like a manager at a forever 21. I just kind of got like super burned out on teaching and I just like stopped. And then I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I saw this random like ad or whatever for, you know, this job at the mall. And I was like, okay, let's try it. Like I like clothes and you know, so I, applied and they were like, okay, like teaching is kind of like managing. And it was actually a pretty cool experience. Um, Forever 21 is like crazy, but it was really cool. So I did that and then I went back to teaching 
and like I would give like voice and piano lessons here and there too. Um, but yeah, I don't know, nothing like too crazy, I guess. Yeah. What about you guys? I have a lot of jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, my parents did janitorial work for an um, animation studio. So oh, wow. I helped them do that as well. So mm -hmm. I'd go at night and the weekends, go clean up, vacuum the works. Um, as I got older through high school, I kept doing it. Then after high school, even though it was their job, it became mine. So mm -hmm. I'd be going off to do it. And even down to when we got together, she would help me out. I still you were was a PA for the animation studio. Yeah, so right? from that later, I became a production assistant for the animation studio. Cool. So I'm credited for Futurama and the Simpson movie. Oh my god! So my name pops out in there. You just have to wait all, all the, the way. way at the end. All the way at the end, like right before they say like whatever the end. At the end <laughs> yeah, that, that you'll see my name. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so I got an IMBD announced. Like I appear in that. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, I got to work at a talent management agency, um, but that was not my like. It's very Hollywood. It's, it's very like Hollywood. Hollywood. But it was like I, I never really watched Entourage too much. But the whole idea of a manager and mm -hmm. the yelling at each other's assistants that was very real there, mm -hmm. and I did not like it. And they were really nice to me. Um, so. A slight side story. My dad worked there as an office manager before he passed away, and they offered me a job there to continue to be a talent manager uh, at some point because they wanted to increase their Spanish side of things. Uh -huh. so they were really nice to me, partially because it was soon after my dad passed away. So all I thought was like, they're only going to be nice to me for so long, and yeah. then I'm, I'm going to be like fed to the sharks. I'm like, yeah. it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. So got out of that, and then. You worked, oh, you did um, nonprofit work. Yeah, I did nonprofit work for, I don't know if you've, if they go over there, Levitt Pavilion. They do free concerts in the parks. Oh, yeah. okay. Cool. And they travel. Um, mm -hmm. Did that. And I went to school for master's in multimedia education. I didn't do any education, but I did the <laughs> <laughs> multimedia yeah. stuff there. Yeah. I think that's and then now and then now it's the restaurant and everything else. personal yeah. training. Uh, um, I help teach at the school too when it's in session. Um, I not officially a job, I guess, because I didn't really get paid because I worked for my family. But I started with Forever Twenty One. Oh my god! I told Denali this. Um, I used to sew the Forever Twenty One garments when I was younger. So my my summers what the fifth grade. Fourth and fifth, I learned how to sew when I was in the fourth grade, but my family had the like sweatshops and stuff. Uh -huh. And so when I was really young, like elementary school, I would go in and help them bag the clothes. So it's like the clear plastic that goes over the garment when you deliver yeah. it to the, the store. Distributor or whatever. I remember. So I would do that. Um, and I would cut the thread, like the loose threads that were on all the garments before it was delivered. Uh -huh. And then when I was in like junior high, then I started to sew the Forever 21 garments um, for my aunt, like during the summers. So my summers was spent in quarantine. So this is normal for me. Yeah. I spent my summers from like morning to night sewing for my aunt and helping her do that. And then in high school, I crocheted um, headbands for Saks Fifth Avenue. Um, it was a designer that was an LA designer. She gave work to my aunt and I would crochet these like sequin wool silk 
headbands. So, so I would is in LA. Yeah, I, oh my God. I would help my aunt do this. Um, and then my actual like first paid job was working at Subway. So I was a sandwich artist Yep, yep. <laughs> um, for like a month and a half, I think. And then mean, like I also got a job at Sears. So I was working in retail for a little bit. And then I got a job at the post office um, oh. at the distribution center. So I worked the graveyard shift for a few years. Um, and I, so I know the back end of how the post office yeah. runs and ships items. So when I say like, you need to carefully pack your items, you really need to carefully pack your items. Um, but I worked in the graveyard shift for a while and I became a supervisor at the distribution plant. And then I did the restaurant. Yeah, then you got to like the restaurant. Like from the post office was yeah. the restaurant. Because you went to school for a little bit and then you came to the restaurant. Yeah. And That's then so cool. back to current, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and were, were both of you born in the States? Yeah. I, oh, he oh, wasn't. No, I wasn't. I was born in Guatemala. We joked that oh. he married me for my papers, for yeah. his papers. For but, my papers. <laughs> yeah, for his papers. Well, yeah. no, so the thing was, like, uh, my paper, I got my citizenship and everything and res like yeah all that done just before high school which is great because then i didn't have to pay like international student yeah yeah for like college mm -hmm. so it was right like senior year got all that done um but for whatever reason someone didn't check one box in the government somewhere so i still just had a residency in my paperwork Oh, didn't affect yeah. my financial aid. But yeah. when we got married and we were doing her like social security. Yeah, name change and stuff. They're like, okay, and you're both uh citizens. It's like, yeah. And like, actually, no, sir, you're just a resident. I was like, whoa, was whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You are marrying me for papers. Yeah. Oh my god. Check mark, and they, they they're like, oh, I was like, okay, because I swear I have That's papers. Crazy. <laughs> I was born in Chinatown, Chinatown, Los Angeles. In LA. Born, yeah. I know. I feel like there's something about like, um, like immigrants and immigrants' kids who just work like, like I mean, they've just like seen their parents work like crazy, and then they in turn have also just worked like crazy to, you know, even get like a small semblance of what everyone around them seem to have. You know, if that makes yeah. sense. And so it's always really interesting to hear from people who have like a similar background to me because it's like okay, like it makes sense why you've learned the art of just like buckling down and like just working really hard and like hustling because that's what you grew up with, you know? Like I always mm -hmm. think about like the Hamilton musical and they always, you know, like immigrant immigrants get the job done and you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's so true. And um, so it's, it was really cool to hear your guys' stories of what you did even growing up, like literally being in a sweatshop basically. <laughs> like that's crazy. And but that was just like life as you knew it, you know, like you didn't really. Yeah, know that's it. what I, I mean, I grew up and, you know, and it's like when you hear a sweatshop, it's like real, like not a good work setting. But yeah. my aunt, um, because my whole family worked in it, so they took care of each other mm -hmm. and all the employees and, you know, like the the employees would bring their kids and then their kids and I would hang out while we were cutting thread together. And my other friends, also from like Chinese, Vietnamese backgrounds, mm -hmm. they all sewed for their families. Oh my gosh. So when we hung out together, it was us helping each other finish our work. So I was like fourth, fifth grade, we'd show up to play Chinese jump rope. But before we could play Chinese jump rope, it was, oh, Julie still has to finish sewing X <laughs> amount of things. So she would sew, we would stack, one would pack, 
And then by the time we finished that, it was, okay, now we can go play. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I grew up going to work with my mom. Uh, my mom cleaned houses, so I'd go with her. My mom uh, babysat, I'd go with her. My dad yard work. And sometimes all these were like simultaneous jobs. So I grew up mm -hmm. with multi, like yeah. multiple jobs yeah. and the hustle. So I think, yeah. yeah, that definitely affects our view of time. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. That is so cool. I love that. Um, okay, so we actually went a little bit over. Yeah. Oh, so that's the other thing. So Hugo's parents did yard work and oh. stuff. <laughs> um, and, you know, we're from L.A., obviously. So they used to do yard work for Sandra Bullock. Well, so my mom, oh, my God. mom would do her house and my dad would do her yard work. Every now and then the days would match up so that they could they try to do it so that in one day, my mom would clean the house and my dad would work outside. So it's all in one shot. Um, but again, I'd get taken around everywhere with them. And one time, um, by chance, Sandra Bullock was home and she was like, oh, well, while you guys are doing that, I'll hang out with him. And she basically babysat me throughout the day. Oh made me sandwiches. We'd watch Eureka's Castle. Um, hung out with her and her three dogs. And it was, yeah, it was great. So every couple like weeks I'd hang out with her while she babysat me. Yeah. <laughs> this was during the time when she was dating um, Tate Donovan. And so when Tate Donovan and her split up, Tate Donovan got his parents. And so like, Tate is still, so Tate oh. is still on mom's, like cell phone. Yeah. Uh -huh. So my mom and Tate Donovan will randomly call each other and or just be like, Hey, how are you doing? Good, good. And he'd be like, are, are you looking for any work right now? I was like, oh, no. He's like, oh, just asking in case I could put in a word. I was like, oh, that's good. How's the kids? And Oh, my yeah. gosh. My life is so boring. Like, what, <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> that's so cool. I'm, like, starstruck right now, living vicariously through you guys. Like, no big deal. Sandra Bullock just babysat me. Like, oh, my god. I did get to hug Sandra O. Oh. Oh. On my for my birthday, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, we were, yeah, for your birthday. We went to this like dive bar in LA near where we currently live, and I spotted her in a corner, and I went up to her and I asked if I could take a picture with her, but she didn't. She's like, "Oh, I don't take pictures." I was like, "Well, can I give you a hug?" I was also slightly intoxicated, and then I <laughs> hugged her for like the longest time. I was like, "Oh my god, I love you!" Da -da 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 -da. But she was in this like random dive bar, like not in Hollywood. It was like in the outskirts, and it was just. She's just hanging out on a date or something. Jeez. Yeah, I don't think I've ever met famous people. Like, I got to see Hamilton when it was Lin-Manuel Miranda's, like, third to last time being Alexander Hamilton in the show. But, like, he was – I was, like, in the very back row. Like, my back was touching the back of the theater. So it's not like, you know – I. But I'm, like these stories that you guys, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> okay, so Denali, Denali's husband – plays this musical instrument called the bukla, which okay. sounds like electronic sounds. Beep, beep, pop, pop, beep, 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 pop. That's, that's the instrument. <laughs> and so Denali and her husband and her son Oliver were visiting us when we were telling them that our next door neighbor had moved in around the same time we moved back to the family house last year. And when we met the neighbors, this guy was like, oh yeah, I just moved in from Austin. I'm a composer. We're like, oh, oh, what do cool. you like? What do you compose? Oh, I just work on small projects. Oh, okay, cool. We didn't pry 
you know, we like gave him their space and we would randomly chat with him and his wife. Um, but we didn't pry too much. Yeah. And so when Denali's husband and her were here, we were telling him like, hey, the guy next door happens to be a composer. He's asking us, you know, what does he compose? We're like, I don't know. He, just, he composes things. Yeah. He con <laughs> and we were telling him like, you know, he converted the garage into a recording studio. And um, we watched like the whole process from next door. And we're just like, we just know that he composes. He's from Austin and he has a recording studio. That's like, all well, we know. So it turned into like, well, who could it be? We're, and we're, all of us are on Google, right? Denali's on Google. Kyle's on Google. Him and I are trying to like, what's this guy? Okay. Austin composer. I literally put that Austin composer. Michael. Michael. He remembered his name. Just Michael though. I don't know his last name. And then bloop, his picture comes up. I was like, oh, look, this is him. And then. Denali's husband, Kyle, is like, like, I know him. I watched the YouTube video. Of them building that studio. And I was like, what? Yeah. He goes, he's the composer for Stranger Things. Oh. And so we're like, wait, he's what? He's like, yeah, him and his partner, they composed the soundtrack for all the Stranger Things series. Jeez. And they did it in the music studio that's next door to us. Um, and so we took them to breakfast. We took Denali to breakfast. When we came back, our neighbors happened to come out and it was him and his partner. And Hugo took. Yeah, I was like, uh here, I got in, and I was trying to think two times. How am I gonna connect them randomly? Go outside, and I was like, mm, you know what? Boom! Hey, man, I don't, I didn't know you were like popular, but he recognized <laughs> you. So he's Kyle. Um, you're Michael. So there you go. <laughs> I didn't know how to do it, <laughs> so I just think mm, there you go. And then we're popular. People like you. <laughs> yeah. He knows you. I didn't, but oh that's cool. <laughs> oh my gosh! That yeah. Like, there are no cool people here. <laughs> like, my brothers live here, and that's it. <laughs> like, so, I don't know. I, I can't. I can't. That is so cool. Like, that's how you should start your introductions, Hugo. Hi, I'm Hugo. Sandra Bullock used to babysit me. Like, that's it. Like, yeah. you don't. Forget everything else. Forget yeah, part-time I mean, reseller, full-time hustlers. No, yeah. no. Like, why do you start your videos the way that you do? Hi, I'm Tiffany. <laughs> Sandra Bullock was my babysitter. Okay, yeah. let's talk about what's old. Like, boom, 8,000 subscribers in one day. You know what I mean? Like, there you you, go. you're doing this all wrong. I don't, I don't Apparently. Yeah. yeah. I think it's one of those things, like, when we live, we've grown up in L.A. and we've seen celebrities, It's it doesn't register that, that, it's, not seeing, normal. that it's not normal, right? Like, we've seen um, the actor from Community. I can't remember his name, but he's... Oh yeah, the community college TV show. Community. Yeah, the main um, guy. The main no, guy. the one that had the social awkwardness. I oh, can't uh -huh. remember his name, but, but we've seen him like three times mm -hmm. at different grocery stores. Um, we saw Terry Crews at a steakhouse because he also trains at a gym where our students are personal trainers. Oh my gosh. Um, we've randomly seen like we saw Sandra Oh that one time. Uh. Chrissy Teigen ate at a restaurant that's like two blocks from our house. Mandy Moore got married down the street at this hipster venue. Well, ever since she got married there, nobody can afford to get married there now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, we'll just see like random people around here yeah. and it's, it doesn't even register anymore. Yeah. Because it, it, but it's, uh, it's LA. That's why. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, so cool.
Jessica um, said, Mandy Moore, OMG. I know I love. <laughs> But thank you for joining us tonight and taking yeah. time for having spend. me. It was so fun. Thank you for canceling all your plans. I know you canceled everything to stay home today. You guys, I had to move a lot of things around, but Hugo's babysitter was Sandra Bullock. So I made the moves. I did the right thing and I was here. <laughs> that was so fun. No, I mean, we were trying to keep it to about an hour. We went a little over because I know you, okay. you have family life still. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have some uncooked to play on the PS4, but yeah, <laughs> candy crush, some candies to put together. Really, like, there's not a lot happening. <laughs> All right. But um, thank you to everyone that's in the chat that started with us an hour and a half ago and is still here. And thank you to our moderators, uh, Tori, Bill, Denali. Thank you for being here. Thank you to Becky Park on Poshmark. Did you hit your 10K yet? No. I'm okay. like... I think I'm like so 50 or 60 people away. Yeah. So if anyone in here is not subscribed to Becky, please go over and subscribe to her because she's so close to 10,000. So close. Yeah. Yeah. And appreciate if you hit that thumbs up uh, in the video as well. Yeah. Help people get to know each other. All right. Yes. Well, stay safe, everyone. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Almost ended. Bye-bye. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> ha,